0: Well, then we should start with an awkward intro. Uh, I like an awkward intro. I like when they get awkward. They can get really awkward. No. Man. man, you see these uh you see these reviews for Dungeons and Dragons coming out? I have not. Did that come out this weekend? Uh so it's it So it got a release at south by southwest and a lot of people mm. are saying it was really good. And uh, then the critics screening happened. And I guess uh, because they've done, they've done like a bunch of small viewings here and there. Sure. Apparently it was playing the at uh, AMC today, but I didn't know that. I went and saw John Wick 4, but I'll get back to that later. Uh, Yeah. So the embargo uh, from whenever they watched it got lifted. And apparently it's amazing. I... I'm super fucking stoked. I was I was expecting same caliber as the last D and D movie. I was hyped for the same caliber of the last D and D movie, <laughs> which means anything above that is just golden. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, David Sims of the Atlantic has called it his favorite film of the year so far, and I realize you know, we're only in March, and that only means so much. But, but it's there's been some decent stuff this year so far, so. Yeah. Oh, ah, well, then I, uh, well, I've already broken my New Year's resolution of watching a 2023 film every week by, uh, what week are we in March? Uh, it's a last, last week now, but so, uh, like week three or something last week. Okay. So the, since the first week of January, I've not been able to do that. So like, Mithrigan is the last 2023 movie that I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just been trying to at least make it to the theater once a week so that this AMC A list pays for itself. Sure. Fair. fair enough. All right, well, go see D and D. Yeah, apparently, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm shocked about. Well, I guess not too shocked. Those guys did Game Night, and that that was a fun movie. But they also wrote that uh that terrible, terrible uh, vacation. Oh yeah, uh, remake sequel, however you want to call it. Sure. With Ed Helms, bad, just bad movie. Fair enough. All right. Well, sir, you want to talk about a movie? Let's talk about a movie. Uh Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. And we are your Oscar grouches. We're still without Zach this week, but welcome back to the Oscar Worsity Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history, try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching? Today, we're talking about Coco, a story of family, music, and Dia de los Muertos. Ah, there you go. Is this everybody's first time seeing Coco? No. You no know, for me. Do you remember the first time you did see Coco? I didn't see it in theaters, but I caught it pretty much as soon as it became available outside of theaters. I don't know if it was on VOD or not. I think I did see this one in theaters. I would need to go back through my AMC stubs and find out. I sound like a walkie commercial for AMC tonight. I don't this know. This is fair. Maybe because I went and saw a movie today. I don't but, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go back and check. I think I saw this in theaters, which isn't a good sign for me. Um. I'm going to the doctor to get my memory checked. Fair. We're at that age. I don't think we're close to it now, actually. Uh, I'm getting there. Oh, hey. That's the uh, that's the drive through tube. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me grab this out of here. And uh, my believable grouch. Stop. I have reached the Oregon Trail, and this journey has been a challenge to be sure. Stop. I have done things that I'm not proud of, encountered tribulations that have changed the very essence of my being. Stop. Will I be able to look you in the eyes when I return? Will you be able to see me for what I once was, a flawed but earnest man? Stop. Ah, well. At least we'll always have the motion pictures. I gather you recall my feelings on Coco. Stop. I reckon, I reckon it shall be another, be another week, week at least until I have a chance to write. The shadows and the wolves are closing, closing in. in. Stop. You're yours fearfully, fearfully and in wretchedness. wretchedness Zach Zachary McCoy, McCoy the, the Forsaken. And here he says, P.S. I'd rather move back to Washington with quit the podcast than lose to you again next year. Quit putting words in my mouth, Paul. Yeah, no, you know what? I'll put whatever words in your mouth that I want to, Zachary. Don't you do it, you damn dirty son of a bitch. Sorry, sorry, jeez. All right, thanks, jeez. See you next week, I guess. Okay. Um. Now that I've been royally tongue lashed by Zach McCoy, let's do an Oscar breakdown. Breakdown! Hey, best animated feature film goes Coco giving Lee Unkrich and Darla K. Anderson Academy Awards, beating out The Boss Baby, The Breadwinner, Ferdinand, and Loving Vincent. Outside of the category, our only extra category nomination was for Coco, which wins Best Original Song for Remember Me, giving Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez their second Academy Award after winning for Let It Go for Frozen. That's our Oscar breakdown. All right talk about this movie yes let's um i really fucking love this movie it's so fucking good (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 like you know what we were talked about with the beginning of up imagine (gasps) the beginning of up is the end and then a whole shit ton of good before that yeah yeah for sure like it it's wild how fun this movie is yeah and then it it has a legitimate really good twist in it even if you know if he if you're if you're looking for it you can Mm -hmm. find it but it's a good twist and it throws everything that you've seen into a completely different light and then it makes you cry for the rest of the movie after that like yeah yeah, then it's done tears the moment the moment that he realizes that that's his his great great grandfather and they're in that hole together and he's like i'm proud that he's my family i'm so proud he's your family too. (laughs) <laughs> it and it and it touches on just some deep 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 shit like i mean we're, we're talking a kids movie about death yeah like yeah and it, and it doesn't hold back at all no like, it, it... especially when you get to the end and you're just like oh yeah and coco died too like fuck you okay I yeah, guess, but, but we're cool with it now because we understand that we're supposed to be cool with that. Like, that, that, it's, that it's all part of life. And then, you know, in this world, there is a place that she will go and she will be reunited with her family. And while it's sad that you will n- no longer see her, you know that you will eventually see her again. So, yeah. And I mean, the movie starts with fucking Ernesto de la Cruz being crushed by a bell. That's <laughs> how so the movie fucking starts. Yeah. <laughs> the movie just has zero chill from the beginning to the end. You love every minute of it too. And the, the music is just fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's so and much fun. The the little Easter eggs and, and the foreshadowing that you don't notice until somebody fucking points it out, like Paul said, like it's I uh, was talking to my wife earlier today. It's like, do you see that gold tooth on the guitar? It kinda Kind of gives away the whole fucking movie right there. The whole the whole movie, but you're not looking for it. You're so not. you don't think about it. So. Like and I'll say the one thing that's always kind of bugged me about this movie, and it's not a thing that ruins the movie, it just bugs me. It's that Ernesto de la Cruz stole that guitar, and it's this dude's guitar, his very specific guitar that is his, and then he becomes famous and plays it all over the place, and it's his signature guitar now. And his wife at no point is like, Oh, why does he have my <laughs> husband's guitar? It's it's not like he wasn't on fucking movies or anything, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's it's one thing that bothers me, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, you know, she she said no music, so maybe she's not paying attention to Ernesto de la Cruz. Yeah. And, it, but man, no, yeah. Like again, much like much like Inside Out is with like emotional well being and mental health. This this film really really speaks about death in a very smart but not like dour way yeah it it lets these characters exist in this world that you know there is an ending to but doesn't make the whole film just feel so like beat you over the head with sadness like oh yeah that that exists it's a thing that happens yeah but it And and it doesn't sugarcoat it either, because it goes further, and you get characters that, you know, get that final death, too. Where you're just like, eventually, everybody is forgotten. And you see that, too. And it just blows your fucking mind. Yeah. And then the guy guy that you see get the final death is Edward James Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) Which, oh, God, this cast, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I need to take a look at the cast here, because that's something I really didn't pay much attention to other than just it being phenomenal. Yeah. And it's really interesting because like most of the lead cast isn't huge names like Gabriel Garce, Gail, Gail Garcia Bernal is, uh, is Hector. Uh, and Benjamin Brad is Er Ernesto de la Cruz. But like the bigger names in this movie are all just like small characters Mm -hmm. that, may or may not have like three lines. <laughs> like, and I think that's just the best way to do it. Yeah. It's so much fun because it's like, Hey, we, we love you and we respect you, but we don't want you like overpowering the movie. Edward mm-hmm. James Olmos, uh, because <laughs> he would, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. And that's all people would be able to talk about is Edward James almost movie. And then Cheech Marin has like a tiny role as yep. a corrections officer. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean that was the name that I was expecting I didn't I actually I spent a lot of the time going where is Cheech Baron trying to figure out who he was. because I knew he would be in this movie um, just because right. he was in uh, Cars right so I was like you know he's okay with doing Pixar stuff Um, but yeah I, I don't know man like it, it's one of those movies where it's, it's tough to talk about just because it's so fucking good and and it's just beautifully animated and the colors are just so awesome and just small things that they do that kind of separate certain things like you notice like there's one thing i noticed when he was like first got the curse but he was still in like the living world he had they had that orange glow about them but the second they crossed the wall that orange glow was gone like all right it's kind of cool um and just coco herself was so detailed. So the way she was animated, I was like, that is so gorgeous. Like, yeah. also don't understand why she was an old woman when she died again, though. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody else gets it. I think it's, I think it's the, they look how they look on the ofrenda. Okay. Sure. And they put up a very current picture of mama Coco. So, uh, you know, I can get behind that. That, Well done, sir. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that's, clicked over in my head a few times because you know that's the same thought i had when i first watched it i was like everybody else gets to be young why is she old and then i don't know if it was last time or this time but it it just kind of like when they slide her picture onto the ofrenda at the end there when he's he's uh miguel's with his new baby sister and <laughs> uh you it's it's a picture of mom coco as as you know her and you see her yeah uh uh and So then you see her in the afterlife and she looks like she looks on the ofrenda, which makes the most sense to me because if, if you have to do the, uh, the face check to get out, you should probably look like you look. (laughs) Yeah. Also another thing that got (gasps) me this time watching it, I was like, Hey, that kid is dead. There was a little kid that was going across the bridge. That was a skeleton kid. I was like, that's a dead kid right there. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one of those details where it's like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to spend too long on this, but this is a child. <laughs> <laughs> like you can think about this later. Cause you're probably not, not going to think about it at the moment, but yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like I said, and the music, the music. So uh, I've been seeing a polka local all week. Cause I love that song so yeah. much. Although I will say like the one band that the one that won the competition, I'm like, that's a, that's, that's polka. Isn't it? Like, that's pretty much polka. <laughs> a lot of a lot of mariachi music it's it's very close to polka (laughs) uh yeah this is this is one of those movies i i think if i if i need a cry but i want i I don't want to be sad like this is just one of those and i love it i just can watch the end of this movie and go i love it when they do this right yes and and when they flip remember me Mm. oh fucking god like it's such a cheesy song and everybody's like this song's so, so overplayed and you hear it 20 times in the movie before you find out that it was stolen and then they cut to they cut to uh, Hector singing to Coco and done. Just yep. done. Just yep. and then when and when Miguel comes back and sings it to her too. Yeah. She sings along with him. So, the Th- The part where Coco and Hector are singing together hit me fucking hard, especially because I just found out that my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter knows all of the words to Once Upon a Dream and has been singing (laughs) to me, and she legitimately made me cry today. I did not know that because I know her mother will sing that to her. That's her night-night song. That's what she gets sung to every night before she goes to bed. And I just got finished changing her and she stood up on the changing table, grabbed my hands and started dancing with me and started singing me once upon a dream. I fucking cried immediately. I was done. And then we watched Coco right after. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. thing. Yeah. My wife looked at me. She's like, and my wife will cry at anything just anything she has seen titanic 24 fucking times minimum and she will still cry this time she was kind of dry and she looked at me blubbery fucking mess so yeah yeah i I watched this leanne wasn't home when we watched this so i didn't have her to like look at make (laughs) big watery pouty faces that (laughs) god damn like i'm i'm tearing up just talking about this movie it's so good indeed all right again one of those movies tough to talk about because of how good it is. Yeah. And I, and I, I love the message of, Hey, just, just because everybody else is in your family is set in one way. doesn't mean you have to follow that way. And mm-hmm. things that things that you've been told are true your entire life aren't always. Yeah. I think those are very important messages. Like honestly, when I, Cause, you know, when I watch this with my kids, I, I, I was a lucky enough person in my life that my parents supported my artistic endeavors. Sure. Like, like I didn't have to follow my father into the military. I know I didn't have to become a firefighter like my grandfather. Like I'm a very artistic person and I, I that's where my heart always lied. And and so I, I was very lucky in that. And it's a, a message that, or a, a, something I'm trying to instill in my kids is Hey, I, I like movies a lot. We watch a lot of movies together. It doesn't mean you need to love movies the way I do. It doesn't mean you need to, you know, you don't have to like the things I like, but you know, the same, same time. I'm not always going to like the things you like. And, and all of that is okay. We don't all have to like the same things. Yeah. It's kind of like me, how I'm basically spending my entire, uh, parenthood, not trying to instill my neuroses on one of my child. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding that harder and harder to do now they're older. <laughs> like this is a kid who just wants to literally jump off the top of everything. And I'm just going, do I yep. let you, do I let yeah. you, do I let you, do I let you be you? And then she does it. And then I have to jump and My fat ass does not fly that fast, but apparently it does when it needs to. <laughs> yep. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those like, yeah there's, there's a good way to get those lessons learned without just completely shutting them out. And I think that's something that you see in this film. And I like that. I like it a lot. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, you got any other additional notes? Well, I figure we just do a rates and burger real quick. I think a rates and burger is great because where the fuck was he? Okay. This is the one (laughs) time where, where I'm going to say that this little bit of rates and burger goes a long way because, we don't need much more of him in this film specifically. Yes. <laughs> he's the, uh, he's the dentist. Uh, he's one orthodontia whose dentist puts his picture on the ofrenda. Uh, all right. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I almost have to look him up. He, 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 you gotta give me a second here. Uh, yep. let's see here. One thing I like about the Pixar films is the cast is not usually long. Like it's, I think he's at the, um, he's at the checkout and he's going back to visit for Dia de Muertos and. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <alive>. Yep. Okay. That guy. He's like, yeah, my dentist puts my picture on the, <laughs> that was the guy that I was just like, your dentist. Did- <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, perfect, <laughs> perfect John Ratzenberger for the, this movie. Like yes. I usually want a lot of Ratzenberger, but you know, uh, he's got to be in here somewhere. That that little bit is just fine. Just just okay. <laughs> no, that is that is a really good Ratzenburger. And they knew I think they, they knew having to put him in there. It had to be super fucking small. At the very least, they would have probably made him one of the spirit animals and had him bark or something. Yeah, I think that would have been the only other option. So that is that is a good Ratzenburger. Good Ratzenburger. All right. Well you get ready to get into some worsty judgment, sir. Let's do it. Well, I don't want to ruin the usual uh, order here, so I guess I'll just ask myself, Jonathan, <laughs> does this movie deserve best animated feature? Well, Jonathan, uh, yeah. Yeah, I looking well, think it does. Um, sadly, I did not get a chance to watch anything else this week. Um, this has been a rough week. I have seen Boss Baby. And I will say, I have seen Boss Baby, unfortunately. I don't understand why that's on here. Um, but okay. Sure. Well, whatever. Ferdinand is one that I've been meaning to see. I hear okay things about it. I hear that it's 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 just fine or cute. Look, I'm not going to give my feelings away on it, but I'd say you should at least watch it because David Tennant plays one of those like Highland long-haired steers. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. anytime David Tennant gets to be Scottish makes me happy yeah and he sounds just like he does on DuckTales like <laughs> nice <laughs> not even not a lick of difference <laughs> nice <laughs> uh the Breadwinner is one of those ones that I definitely know I want to watch and Loving Vincent's one that I probably will just never see it's, it's sure cool I know I, I'm sure it's great I'm sure it's beautiful probably never gonna see it so This would have been my opportunity. It just did not happen. So best animated feature does go to Coco. You know, I've been looking at, what is it? 2017, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, there's a couple in here that I'm, I was, I I don't want to do like, cause you know, despicable me as much as I enjoy those movies. No, just no. Um, because of minions, minions make those movies really bad. Yep. Um, oh God. Uh, you probably just hit the one that I that I knew you were going to say. I'm not even going to say it, but I'm just going to ask, why the fuck is that not there? We'll let we'll let Paul talk about that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, that should have been in there. Besides, Boss Baby, at the very fucking least. So, but yeah, Coco definitely deserves Best Animated Feature. Paul, do you think oh. it deserves Best Animated Feature? All right, I'm going to go with the short answer, yes. Okay. Now I'm going to now I'm going to do all the rankings and stuff. Uh, all right. So, going from bottom top, uh, I think uh, definitely my number four is Boss Baby. It's an aggressively mediocre film. I think it's just fine. It is what it is. There's Glengarry Glenn Ross references and it. Those made me laugh. It is it is a movie that is just capitalizing on 30 Rock. That's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Yeah, it's it's whatever. All right. My number three of the remaining is Loving Vincent, which is dull but it is beautiful because the way it's animated is it's kind of rotoscoped but it's hand-painted rotoscoping to look like vincent van Gogh that shit must have been so fucking expensive they said there was over a hundred artists working on it good lord and it is beautiful to look at if only there was a good story in there (laughs) it's not interesting it goes so long without it. Yep. I am just saying just watch the Doctor Who episode. That's all you need if you uh, want to watch Van Gogh and Cry. Yeah, honestly, I I'd say watch the trailer for this so you can see how beautiful it is, because it is it, I'm telling you, it's stunning to look at. Yeah, yeah. It, when when a 40-minute, 50-minute episode of Doctor Who did it better with an invisible chicken. With an invisible chicken. Um, all right. Uh my next one's Ferdinand. Ferdinand is adorable it was one of the first movies I remember taking the boys to the theater to see Lisa Owen. I think I remember you saying you were taking your boys to go see Ferdinand. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's cute. It's a cute. Little movie. I, I, like I said, I, there's things about it that are worth watching. S- scene is really good in it, um, okay. but mostly it's, it, it's pretty standard children's fair. If you're going to use your kids as an excuse to watch the movie, that's that's the best way to do it. Okay. Uh, Breadwinner's going to take the top spot of the remaining. I liked this film a lot, and I, I like Cartoon Saloon a lot. I didn't realize they had done this one. Uh, my biggest problem with it was it has almost... And I get that this is probably a, a more common story over there than... Over in the Middle East than you would care for it to be, but there's another move. There's a live action film from like 2005 or four called Osama that deals with the same subject and it's excellent. See, I could tell it was a cartoon saloon movie just by the eyes, honestly. Yeah. Um, just on the posters, but I I didn't know if it was going to be something in that uh, because I keep forgetting the, the the three movies that the Irish like, Trilogy, yeah. No, this one oh. this one takes place in Afghanistan mm-hmm. right before um the Afghanistan invasion of two thousand one. Okay. Um and it's it's good. It's a good movie. And I I liked it a lot, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about the movie Osama, which is excellent. Uh that being said, out of these five, Coco's the only one I would nominate for this award. That you would nominate breadwinner breadwinner would probably stay in the category as the dark horse because mm. it's good. I, and I could see it even being great for some people. Uh, but I have three movies, three movies, I was about to say, could you fill the fill it then? Okay. I, I got three. I just gotta get back to the right tab. Okay. Uh, in ascending order. <gasps> oh, there's the other one. Okay. Uh, my my fifth spot would be taken up by Captain Underpants. That's the one that I just saw. Yep. <laughs> which is way better than it has any right to be. And is a <laughs> lot of fun. And I like that movie a lot. And not just because Weird Al did the theme song for it. Sure. Which Weird Out which Weird Owl should have been in the best original song category for the Captain Underpants theme song. Because it's great. All right. Uh I would also and I know this usually gets tricky with when films get nominated for Academy Awards. But uh, the Ghibli film, Mary and the Witch's Flower, excellent. Excellent film. Should be in here. Sure. I know they don't want to just continuously give Ghibli all the awards, but... Well, and I think that would be uh, next they should year, have even it. if they did. So, Yeah, probably. But it was released in 2017, so I'm yeah. going to put it in this category. Oh, for sure. And then the Lego Batman movie. Where the fuck is it? Yeah especially since it's, they completely snubbed the Lego movie too. So, yeah, over some bullshit. Yep. This makes even less sense. The Lego Batman movie is incredible. Yep. It is one of the best Batman movies, better than any Batman movie we've gotten in the last 2 years. Uh it's it's a great semi sequel to the Lego movie. It, it's a better it's a better sequel to the Lego movie than the actual Lego movie sequel. Yes. <laughs> which I like. Yeah, but but it this this film and and it's and it's just such a love letter to the fandom of Batman and proves that Batman should be stupid, more stupid Batman. Yes, but uh, that being said, yeah, Coco, Coco, all the way. Uh, like e- even as much as I love Lego Batman movie, Coco should have won this hands down. And I'm I'm still in my anybody but Disney phase, and even even I couldn't like. Yep. Root against cocoa. It's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, time for our next question. Then, Jonathan, <coughs> is this the worst best animated feature? No, I'm struggling. I'm struggling hard. Yeah, I did too. I. <sighs> it's either number two or number three. I'm 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 going to currently put it at number two, just above Spirited Away. It's basically the same thing in a two different ways, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, right now, Coco is number two. I'm going to lock it in. I may hate myself, not hate myself. I I, I may want to change. I'm not going to, but yeah, Coco is my number two. It doesn't beat out Big Hero 6 for me, because um, Big Hero 6 also is another movie that makes me cry, but it's at least, I think, more fun. And um, yeah, well, um, no, and it it's not the worst. I have it at my number three. I got it just below Spirited Away. Nice. So, yeah, we were both kind of in that same area. Yeah, yeah, it it's my second favorite uh, Pixar film, so. Makes sense. I just, I just didn't know whether or not to put it above Spirited Away, and essentially I said, you know what? I just can't. I can't put it above Spirited Away. I know that was my fight, but I, I felt like maybe I could. So, one of us could do it. One of us was brave enough. And it has been done. All right. Well... I think that's where we are going to call it this evening. Next week we will be joined back again, I believe, by our missed friend Zach. And we do miss him. We do miss him. But you can find me on the Twitter, the Twitch, and the TikToks at alltorn underscore Paul, where can we find you? You can follow me at Shark on TikTok, where just Tappy and I are covering all sorts of related content. You can follow me at Father the figure on Twitter and letterbox where I'm keeping a running tally of all the films I watch. And today I went and we watched John Wick 4. Nice. Chapter 4, however we want to say this. Sure. And it was a lot of fun. The entire third act is bonkers. Which it is, is kind of what you expect out of a John Wick movie. Yeah, and this one, like, it's one of those third acts where it's like, man, how how can we one-up anything? And they do it. They They do it so <laughs> effortlessly, like the second he like steps out into the world to just start getting beaten up by bad guys, it doesn't, it literally doesn't stop. And it just keeps going. And it's probably a good, like 25 minutes of the end of the movie where he is just getting his shit pushed in and he is murdering every human being. (laughs) (laughs) How many do they plan on making? Uh, I don't know there. There is kind of an, answer that i could give you but okay. it might, nope. might be kind of a spoiler to this nope movie. nope fair enough but it bonkers this movie rules it's so much fun nice. but it's also it's also three hours long and oh, i don't Jesus think it's christ i don't think it needed to be a three hours <laughs> long <laughs> yeah i just saw your uh your letterboxd yeah and the... i was like yeah and then i was also like what the fuck were you doing today sir no, it was yesterday when you well, raided... when, when I watched Dracula Dead Loving It. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was on Tubi. It was on Tubi. Tubi. And Joe we don't like to me and Joe don't like to record shark movie reviews while we're eating at his place. Mm-hmm. Because you know, we gotta talk and then we'd have to rewind too much. Mm-hmm. So he, we turn on things, and Joe likes to turn on, like, five minutes of things and then turn them off. So we ended up watching, like, 20 minutes of Dracula Dead and Loving It. And I was like, I'm having a good time watching this. And then yesterday, I just found myself not having anything that I wanted to watch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go finish Dracula Dead and Loving It. Nice. And we did. Or I did. Yeah. And it's such... It's it's a fun movie. Sure. sure. Like... I think it's easily Mel Brooks' worst movie. Yeah. But I gave it three and a half stars, so that tells you how much I love Mel Brooks. (laughs) Have you watched any of the History of the World Part 2? I watched the first episode, and I really liked it. Okay, good. I need to to get back onto it, but it is very, very R-rated. Nice. So I don't watch it while the kids are up, and then I get myself busy watching movies instead, so I haven't watched sure. a ton of it i mean me and leanne are just caught up on three episodes of the mandalorian the other night we're trying to finish the second season of only murders in the buildings <laughs> nice i'll get there i'll get there eventually Fair enough. all right hey jonathan yeah what are we watching next week next week we're watching spider-man into the <laughs> i wish i didn't freeze so that you can see me get pumped. Is, is this ooh, the face yes, you're fucking everywhere. making right now yes sir <laughs> yeah um i'm so fucking stoked on this movie and you can watch it at the place that i am definitely (laughs) not searching right now because i am professional um yeah you can watch it on prime video itunes store voodoo google play youtube microsoft and apple store what the fuck are these things even (laughs) is it free with prime i don't think it's free with prime it is not it is not on any subscriptions Okay, well, uh, hopefully everybody's already bought it on Blu-ray, right? they watch it, whatever they want. Exactly. But, until then, we'd like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up with Andrew Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our best. excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Meg and J-Bell for our beautiful artwork. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscars, Pod And on Facebook at the Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the all almighty all algorithm. Almighty algorithm. So, four, Jonathan and Zach and Edward James Olmos going into the final death, we would like for you all to have a damn fun day.